Hey guys, it's Bree with the other half of the Peach Diaries podcast. I wanted to come on because the month that we recorded all of these for March, I was really sick. So you won't hear me in these episodes, but as stated last week, every week in the month of March, we'll be highlighting a new woman who is an entrepreneur. So stay tuned to hear these beautiful lady stories. Thanks. Hello, hello everyone. This is Az. I am one half of Peach Diaries, my other better half. She is out sick, so you all keep Miss Brianna uplifted in your prayers. We today are going to be talking to, I just, I love this lady. I'm just going to start off by saying that. And before she gets like into, you know, all her good stuff, because she has some good, 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 good stuff. I'm going to talk about how I met Miss Marie. Mimi, as she's affectionately called my baby, to not say Miss Marie growing up. So we just, I've all missed, she just Mimi. So I'll never forget, um, I had just had my daughter in 2008. And in 2009, she was like about eight, nine months. And I went um, to see my monthly doctor, my, my, my gynecologist, went to go see her. And she had something up in her rest, in her restroom that talked about um, exercising and diet of dance and mm-hmm. all that good stuff. And I said, you know, oh, I need to work out. I need to really get back in there for this baby take. I'll make me just keep getting back. <laughs> and i never forget, I went to Marie's dance studio in Lawrenceville, Georgia, and went in. She was there. She was so pumped up, energized. I said, you know, my baby at the time, the dances, the, the practices, you know, the dances, my daughter's father's working. She's like, girl, bring your baby, bring your baby. And for years, when I tell you, I mean, I Allegra would be in a stroller, she in the back of the dance studio, but I was getting my workout on. I'm when I tell you Marie's diet of dance, there's I've gone to different classes. And when I say over the years, I have literally, I compare everything to her class. And it's so sad. It's so sad for other people because I just be like, okay, I didn't come back up here because right. really what I'm used to. And I actually really, I just found one that, but it's a West Indian one. She's over in okay. Norcross and okay. they do like Jamaican and, and um, Suka and, or Soka, I might be saying it wrong, and whining. And it's, and, and it's the first class. Y'all, we're literally in 2020. So this is like, you know, years of trying to right. figure out what she's got the studio, like of who I'm going to, who going to get me there? Cause Marie got me there. Right. So, um, so that's been a long, that's my history with Miss Marie. And just over the years, she, her personality, just everything that Marie brings to the table is just phenomenal. So our, her interview is going to be a two part cause she's an author as well as has a business. So we're going to go right into, I, what, what do you want to start with? You want to start with the business talk or the, or the book talk? Well, you know, let's get to know each other a little bit. I, you know, the listeners definitely want to feel a little connection there, you know, maybe from a little previous history. So, yeah. All right. So we're going to go into the book then. So okay. tell us about the book and and just who you are. Who is who is Miss Marie? Who is Miss Marie? <laughs> well, as you know what? You are too kind, girl. Thank you so much for that introduction. It's always good to hear, you know, your story about how we met and, you know, just how our friendship has evolved. But we both got some key things that, you know, we, we remember about each other. It's, and as far as the dance, the one that stands out is... Um, you know, the, the, this, with it being Black History Month, this is perfect. Um, the African dance we did at the fair, it was a cultural fair in downtown Atlanta, and we were invited to do some African dance. And I was like, 
I got to call on my favorite dancers over the years and y'all showed up for me mm-hmm. and came and practiced and learned the African dance that never danced the traditional African dance in front of so many people ever on that stage. Mm-hmm. And I remember that hot stage, but we yes. danced and, and <laughs> that, hot st- that hot stage kept us jumping and we gave the people a great show. It was great memories, beautiful pictures. We It's on YouTube. You can look it up, African dance in uh, Atlanta, Georgia. At um, the park, so it was that was a good time. Those were good days with the studio, and um, the studio actually gave me a platform to, you know, go back to school and do do my passion, which is financial planning. You know, I was able to go and study while having a good time through dance, and then um, was able to get to a position to where I was able to, you know, put my story on paper because every time I would talk with people about, you know, things in my life that happen, like, you need to write a book. And I'm like, I do have, I I have had a lot of interesting events to occur in my life. So I ended up writing a book. Um, everything wasn't all bad, but it wasn't all good either. Um, um, and so I wrote a book called what's the best that can happen. And it's, um, a mindset. It, It was just about, you know, things that I went through in life, but what the mindset that I kept that helped me to overcome. So um, it's a book and you can get it on Amazon. What's the best that can happen um, by V Marie Mooring. And it's how a drama filled life can evolve into a purpose filled life through faith, positive thinking and a vibrant smile. So it's an exciting read. I know you read and you came to my book signing. So you know all about it. Now, when we. So um, one of the. Oh, go ahead. Are you going to you going to say something? No, I was. Okay, I was just going to ask you a question. Um, I mean, I was just going to ask you, you know, what you thought about how the book was set up a little bit or what what did you want to know? I was going to ask you a question. <laughs> I, you know what? When I read the book and because I know you, I got different glimpses of who you were. And it just added, yes. it just kept adding layers of this is why I like this lady. Like this is okay, why I'm okay. truly a Marie fan. Because when you, especially when you talk about having your son, I think that, and then, you know, with your, your mom and them helping you to raise the baby and you saying, you know what, I know at this time and, and, you know, I don't want to give it all away y'all, but she goes (laughs) into some very, very deep things that, you know, was really personal, but it helps you to get a better gauge on who Marie is. Because when you know Marie, you know Marie is very, she's very fierce about her kids. She yeah. does not play about those babies. <laughs> and that's got grandbabies, so she's even more fierce. So what you know is, is that, you know, and to be able to say at that young of an age, you know what, I know what's best for me is me to take a step back and let yes. you all help me. And and they did that. And I think that was very admirable of them because they could have been like, no, nah, you did it. You can go ahead and handle that. And there you go. Right. So, and I've met her right. mom. Her mom is a beautiful person. So it's, it really puts, it just adds another layer to like, she's phenomenal. Like she's freaking phenomenal. Well, thank I, you I really, so much. Thank yes. you so much. Thank you. I appreciate that. You have definitely, you know, shown huge support um, towards, you know, my life adventure, as I like to call it. Um, <laughs> and, and I appreciate that. And yes, I am. The book, um, it's uh, t- 10 chapters of different events that I went through. And I, I will, you know, um, highlight a couple of the chapters. Um, school, the one you were talking about was you know, um, bullet wounds and alternative schools. And Mm -hmm. so that was, you know, I was just talking about how 
I, you know, was had a baby at a young age at 16 to be exact, 17, I had them, but 16 and pregnant. And, um, you know, my family really stepped up to help me to, you know, take care of him. And, and that is, that was really great for me. Um, you know, all the way up until I, I speak in there about how he started to call my sister mom at one point. And I was like, oh, y'all doing a little too much. Let me <laughs> let me get back into my motherhood. And it made me more serious about motherhood and, you know, and how I am today. But um, I am. I'm very open in the book. I'm very transparent about things that I've been through, because one thing is for sure, everybody goes through things. And a lot of times people suffer in silence is what I like to call it, you know, keep things to themselves and not really feel like anybody else may be dealing with it. So just being transparent was a good thing for me to share with other people who may can relate. Cause I, I think everybody reads a chapter and they say, I can relate to that some way, somehow. Mm-hmm. And it, and it helps them to think through their thing. And, um, and everybody just shares and it's, it's really good. So I'm very transparent and um, the chapters have great information from about, you know, being young and growing up to the city I was raised in to where, you know, li- living in Georgia now um, from starting a dance company, which is how we met. I was able to, you know, become an entrepreneur and open a dance company for the first time in my life, which led to me going into my passion, which is finance. And that's the business that I have now. Now, did you find, did you view writing this book as some kind of like maybe a spiritual release for you? Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Writing absolutely is a spiritual release. Um, you know, um, it's very therapeutic and, you know, if in some case it can help somebody, it's good to share it. Um, in other news, uh, of course, in 12 chapters, I couldn't tell you my entire life, you know, mm-hmm. so it's not a book about my life. It's just a book about things that I went through, um, over my life, a few of the things, 10 of the things to be exact Uh that I went through over my life and, you know, what I learned from them. But then I wanted to push the journaling, um, in there, you will find much more personal things. You know, I write, um, cause it is very therapeutic. I write just, I love to journal because you get to say things out loud, you know, um, that you're thinking and things, uh, that you want to remember, we forget so quick yesterday. We forget what happened yesterday. And journaling is a great way to bring yourself back to memory when you read back through the pages about what exactly have I been through and seen and experienced, you know, because pictures aren't enough. Our minds fail us, but, you know, you write it down, it's, it's, it's materialized. So, yeah, it was. It was a definitely a spiritual release. And I encourage people at the end of the book, I give a call to action. Start journaling. Write it down. Write everything. Write anything. It doesn't even have to have a, you know, rhyme or reason to it. It can just be you just writing whatever you feel like. Maybe you draw. Maybe you write. But definitely take a pen to some paper. Whether you end up with a book or whether you just end up with something for yourself. Now, how often... Because you never, I never want to always make the impression that, you know, just because somebody's an author, they also read a lot. But right. do, how often do you read? Because some people are like, no, I wrote a book, but I don't read like that. So you know what? You make a you make a good point. Um, I prefer um, to listen to books, okay. um, which, you know, um, I definitely prefer. I listen to books every day. Um mm-hmm. 
I, I will read books. Like if I come across books, I love to catch titles and, um, you know, lots of other authors, I will definitely open the pages and read because nothing really replaces that. But I like to read and I, and I like to listen. I listen more than I read, but I do read. And um, I, I think it's a good combination. Um, one thing I can't do with books, though, you can read them, you can listen to them. And then it's one other way that you can do books. Um, I, I'm not good at that. I forget what that is, but um, yeah, I do. I listen more than I read, but I do love to read. I love books. Now, one of so my question is is I have to ask authors this all the time when they love to read. What do you feel is the what is your favorite unappreciated novel? <laughs> I love to get people's answer to this question when I've done interviews because I just want to know what book is out there that you feel didn't get the hype that it should have got. <laughs> I've got you, great answers, so I'm ready to hear what you're going to say. But you know what? It's funny because, you know, it's like, <sighs> it did get it because it ended up going to a play, but I just feel like people should have read it first. I, I get really upset when I hear that people only saw the movie or went to the play, and that's the color purple. That's the okay. first thing that comes to mind. Okay, okay. That I just love to ask people that question. Now, what is, what is yours? I, I actually want to know yours. What is yours? You know what? Mine is "Mama" by Terry McMillan. Oh, that is. I I I know they've made movies of her books and things, right. and I've read all of her books, but "Mama," the way I love everything about "Mama." Okay. And if you have, I don't know if you, have you ever read Mama? I have not read Mama, but I do keep up with Terry McMillan and all of her exquisite writings. She's amazing. It is a book that, and as a parent, I think I've read the book when I was younger, when I didn't even have kids, but it just really, you know, she is, I love that whole book. And I, it's, it's a very good book. You wouldn't you know, I, I, I let my stepmother actually read it. It was so funny. Cause she was like, well, you know, I want to try to read it. And I'm like, and I let her hold it. And she literally would call like as a book. Cause I was really like, I don't know about letting this out of my hands. This, that book, I just really was, I didn't want to loan it out. Cause I loan out books here and there, but I was like, girl, she was like, and it's okay. I'm like, okay. Okay. Cause that right there, I love mama. Well, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it and I'm going to get back to you on what I thought about. Definitely going to read that. <laughs> You're going to read it and be like, wow. Cause this is what she goes through with raising her five children and, their ups and downs and it's just it's real world and I think at the time and it was written years ago but it's still it, it I love that book that's a good book okay. <laughs> I'm gonna check now, it out you are and it's so funny I was talking and this is so off the off the cuff but it's it's a podcast I can do what I want um yes. it's so funny one of my friends he's like such I, I so I've met somebody and we're talking and he's like yeah because you know I'm my favorite I love Prince I'm a Prince fan and I was like, oh, really? <laughs> you ever heard this Prince song? And he's listening. Great. He's like, I ain't never heard this one. I was like, I was like, I just had to put that That's in there. That's right. so crazy. <laughs> yes, when the lights go down. Yeah. He yeah, was I, rolling. He was, or is it down or is it up? Uh, which is it? When the lights go down. Down, down. Okay. I gotta, but I'm telling you, he was like, as that 
song is amazing. I, yeah. said, I, gotta, I gotta keep getting the love because she blessed us. And you said Prince, or you a huge Prince fan. So let me let you see that. You gotta listen yeah. to that. Love with it, so we still pass the Prince love. <laughs> I just um put that actual. I put that song because you made me look it up, and so I put that song back on. Um, I just posted that on somebody's page the other day because it was a meme about um if you you they they don't like when Prince fans um you ask them what's their favorite Prince song and they say uh you know purple rain <laughs> uh-huh, there like you, go. <laughs> you don't know prince you don't know prince so then i had to chime in on the conversation and put my favorite prince song and you know it was when the lights go down there you go I'll so they were that, like that. oh that song is highly underrated yes yes it is just That's the whole the intro alone i one of my friends he and i were talking and he he was like, I'm just listening to this song. And I was, you know, it's got like a night. He was listening to an Aretha Franklin song. And he was like, you know, the first five minutes is instrumental and just the music. Oh, for real, you like instrumentals? God, don't let me, I got a song for you. And I made him <laughs> listen to Proud. I'm telling you, when I say I pass this song around to certain people, everybody can't get it. Everybody can't get it. Yeah, you are absolutely <laughs> right. So um, let me tell you. So the other thing that I was trying to tell you about the books, you know, with reading and um, being an author and really liking to read versus mm-hmm. being an author and not really liking to read. Um, I was saying that I can listen to books. I prefer to listen. I, I do read, but I cannot Kindle. I cannot read a book on Kindle to I, to save my life. I, ah. it's, some, it's something about the computer, reading a book on the computer that just puts me to sleep. How are you with that? I actually do pretty good. I got to have the actual book in the pages. I can't read it off of Kindle. I, it's just something about that. And that. it's what, and I think it's what, and you know what's really going to freak you out? Like, I read your book on Kindle. Okay, good. Because <laughs> I, I, I read it and then, you know, I came to the book site and I bought my copy. But yes, yes, um, yes. I think it depends on the book. So, like, um, I have Kindle Unlimited. Okay, and I got okay. the Unlimited because there are certain books. Um, certain self-help books or certain things about nonprofits and certain things that I can just get at the drop of a dime. I just, so in those books just stay there and I'm able to go back and forth to them. If I got okay. my iPad and my purse, I can okay. go back um, certain books, you know, that you may like are only on Kindle. Mm-hmm. And so I guess it just, it all depends, but for me, it'll help if I'm out somewhere. Cause I mean, I literally, and most people that know me know I keep a book in my purse. Um, right. I, like in my purse now, I'm rereading Mama. That's so, that's so okay. Speaking of, okay, yeah. So I got like Mama in my purse with my iPad, and then um, but then in my car, I'm also listening to two books, and then on my phone, I got so I'm like all over the place with books. But I think when it took me a minute to get to audiobooks. And, you know, when I got to audiobooks, I just was like, I don't like this. But then, so most people, y'all don't know, me and Marie were in a book club together. I started a book yeah. club. And it's so funny because I, I, I'll i talk to Shanita or, or Miko and they'll be like, oh, girl, I can't do, I can't pick up no book. I got to listen to an audiobook. I can't right. even. And which is funny because before, no one, a lot of folks in our circle couldn't even, you know, do an audiobook. They were right. like, we got to have it by right. hand. Right, and right. So I think if you find an author that you like and just see, you might be okay. And just try it. So you've tried it, but it might just take a certain author. Like if it's okay. one of those authors, because that's how, that's what got me into audiobooks. When I got, I did not like audiobooks at first. I was like, because my daughter's father introduced it to me. And, but he gave me like a boring top. He gave me like okay. a, uh, he gave me like an odd Thomas. And I'm like, Corey, I don't, 
nah, this is boring. But then I went and got a couple hood books and then I listened to some Danielle Steele and I kind of just did went around with the different authors. And then I was like, oh, dang, I got in my car. Like, OK, all right. Mm -mm, I can't even get out of my car now. Right. So it'll be the same way with a Kindle. It depends on how busy you are. Because okay. sometimes, depending on where you're going, you may not be able to pack a lot of stuff. So you may be like, you know what? I got my Kindle. I'll just read. And I'll just do okay. that. And just, yeah. Okay. It takes I'll, a minute, I'll, though. I'll give, that a, I'll give that a try. I'll give that a try. <laughs> I mean, you're making baby steps with the audio book. So good job. Because I know that, could be, that was tough. it was tough for me. Because I'm like, yeah. I need to put my book in. I need to put my bookmark in. I need to do this. I need to do that. But then I was like, you know, audio book doesn't give me. I'm even now, actually, in every morning, I listen to the Bible on audio book. Okay. So I've actually found a good one to just reference me back so now I listen to a actually the Bible on audiobook yeah and so it took me a minute to get to that audible stage but now I do like be I like I do like looking at my Kindle yeah 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 that's great <laughs> now what is the best way for you to market your book what ways have you found is really good well, you know, the interesting thing is with the book, I'm I'm usually just doing virtual stuff. I, I do public. I did like an introductory um, type of book release um, okay. to celebrate the book. Um, and so, you know, it turned into more than I even planned for it to. Um, I was really writing the book um, to help people, but not I didn't think about oh, well, everybody's really going to love the book and you're going to have to start getting out there with the book. I didn't even consider that. So that's where I'm at now. I just released the book and had book signings up through, um, what was it, October of last year. So then I took off for the holiday and started thinking about, you know, what direction I wanted to go in. Um, so right now I'm just doing a lot of um, online marketing through, you know, through the Amazon. Um, that's where the majority of my business is coming from. Um, so I'm, you know, doing that through the Amazon and through the social media sites, paying for advertisement. Now, do you read your book reviews? And if you do, um, how do you stay grounded, whether they're good or bad? Um, I do, um, because, you know, you can't please everybody. And mm -hmm. every, everything is not for everybody. You know, I always say, I'm not your people. <laughs> Those yeah. are not my people. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and, 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 you, and you're good with that. You know, I mean, come on. I'm not interested in everybody being excited about the book or not. You know, you just take it in. And if it's something that's helpful, you adjust. Or if it's not, you throw it out. I got I got sorting piles. <laughs> oh, okay, there you go. Okay, <laughs> so, so sorting, you receive piles, and then um, you know, right now, I mean, I think it'll come a time where I just don't even read the reviews because, you know, I think about people, celebrities, and things like that. I'm like, I know that mm -hmm. I would, if I was a celebrity, I would not read those comments. I would just not even do it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> now what? And then, okay, so for reading and writing, so what cultural value do you see in reading and writing and storytelling? You know, because a lot of people are kind of falling off. Some, you know, mm -hmm. people will say that, you know, bookstores are closing and things of that nature. But 
what value do you see in that? Because for people like me who love to read, I couldn't imagine a world where there are no books and people aren't reading and, and doing storytelling. So what cultural value do you find in it? Oh, yes, absolutely. Books are not going anywhere. They are making a comeback, if anything. I think people are wanting to read more and starting to read more. Um, it's very important in handing down tradition and value system. You know, you think about a business, if you don't have it written out, how you going to have a, a generational business or chains or, you know, everything has to be written for it to continue, you know? Um, so it's important to families. It's important to neighborhoods to have things written. Um, books are necessary. So um, I don't think it's going anywhere, even with all the social media and people we're on our phones and using the internet more, we're still reading. It's just the the style, the form that the words are coming in is different, but people are reading. Like you could go online and read a whole website or read, even if you read in comments, it might not be a book, but you're reading and um, you're reading the Facebook, you know, people reading every day is just what you choosing to read. <laughs> that's making a difference. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's making a difference. And it's like, um, you know, with text messages and, you know, we're constantly reading. So I don't think reading is the issue. I think people just need to, people just need to keep talking about books. Um, Oprah has book clubs and, you know, I'm seeing them, actually I'm seeing an explosion in books. I've never seen so many books, especially when people are realizing that you don't have to have, you could be self-published. You don't have to have a book company to have a book and, you know, I think people are starting to write more and I think people are starting to read more because of the access to, mm -hmm. to, uh, being able to write a book and being able to put it out there. Um, so it, I think it's great. I think reading is exploding. I think, I don't think it's going out of style or out of business anytime soon. Okay. And then my last question for the book side of this interview, um, I think I know what the answer is. <laughs> but for the people that don't know, um, if you had to choose an avatar to describe you, <laughs> what would that avatar be? It always stumps some people, but I know, I, like I said, I think I know what your avatar is, but we going to let you tell the public. <laughs> it's a beautiful avatar, if it's what we're thinking. Yes, of course it is the peacock. <laughs> Do you know how beautiful that bird is? And, I, and I'm the man, you know, I, I, I like the peacock. And unfortunately, it's going to be a, I'm, I'm all woman but my avatar is going to be a male because the male uh -huh. peacock is so vibrant and full of color and um it has so many qualities that fit you know my personality my lifestyle and you know the peacock has so many um you know it represents so much. It's got a lot into it from, you know, the little eyes being, you know, God representing God, the all seeing, all knowing, um, you know, the colors, you know, you know, the vibrancy, you know, it stands out. It's, it was, it's also a highly spiritual animal. And it's interesting as I was reading up on the peacock, I found that, you know, I'm Christian. Um, however, when I was reading about the peacock and, what it means in all the different uh, religions and faiths. Um, the peacock stands top in all of them as something that's positive and um, vibrant and, and faithful, you know? So yeah, that's perfect. The peacock oh. and it's actually the cover of my book. So when you go to Amazon to check out the book, look for the peacock. What's the best that can happen? 
Yes, because I always I, I love the different answers I get, but I was like, all right, know what hers is. But at the end of the day, the public would love to know. <laughs> they would love to know. Exactly. Now let's go into your business. So tell us exactly what it is that you do outside of being an author and a mother and a wife. What what uh, what is what is your business? Yes, yes. So you know my business as well as my purpose is um, Prime Numbers Financial Services. And um, it's actually a finance company. It's with a one-stop business finance, business and finance shop. Um, you know, I do all kind of things from, you know, business finances to home finances. And I'm here to get the word out about getting your money in order. Get, Get, get getting your money in formation, you know, so that you can grow it and so that you can be prepared for basically retirement. That's why we do all this. That's, that's why we work so hard that we can be comfortable when we can't work anymore. And also that um, when it's our time to um, leave our families and go to heaven, that we don't leave them stranded and struggling. So that's what I do. Now, what sets your financial business apart from other financial companies? Uh, that's a that's a great question. And I always like to say my integrity. You know, uh, I'm, I have a very high integrity about people's information, people's especially people's money, you know, um, keeping, you know, information private as well as um, non-judgmental. So, you know, I know what it's like to not have, and I know what it's like to have, and I'm definitely going to have a lot more. So I'm very broad. I've, everything that I practice, I've been through, and I've come from there to here. So that's what sets me apart. I'm actually just not coming from a educational uh, viewpoint of managing money. I'm also coming from a personal one to where, you know, I, I built my own brand, and I built myself up. So everything that I'm teaching is stuff that I've been through personally, and that I've gotten to personally things that I've accomplished in my finances as well, you know? Um, so that's what separates me. Just the fact that I can relate to all different types of money, whether you got little, whether you got much, I can relate. And also, you know, my integrity with your information, with your uh, money and your, you know, your, your basically your things. I'm very private with your information. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important, you know, now, how do you plan now or how do you market your business? Okay, so my business is a virtual finance company. Um, that's kind of what separates me as well. Um, it's virtual. So like you're not, I can come, we can meet, I can come and do, you know, meetings and things. But for the most part, my uh, purpose is to reach people who, you know, basically don't have time for all, all you know, the meetings, finance, you know, with all our technology, we got video meetings, we have podcasts, we have it's so many ways of communication and to get work done um, that, you know, I'm able to just meet with you virtually and get your finances straight. You know, you, I save you time um, and I, I get it done. So most of my business is online. Um, I say 80% online, 20% other things that I do, but I, I'm able to help people that way. So I'm getting the word out again, all things social, you know, putting in the, and a lot of times people say, yeah, I'm just posting it on Facebook or I'm posting it on Instagram or, you know, I'm posting about it and I'm trying to get people to share. Don't, 
put your business in your friends and family ha- family's hands. That is not their responsibility. So many people get so upset on Facebook and, and Instagram and Twitter and all these things about how family and friends don't share and don't help them. I, I think that's a big responsibility we put on our friends and family with our mm-hmm. business. We should be investing physical dollars towards our business on these social sites because if you're just posting it and waiting on people to share, you're not really being seen. Um, so um, I'm, I'm not a marketer, but I'm learning that um, as I go along with, with my marketer, um, mm-hmm. just doing social media campaigns and um, internet internet campaigns. That's the majority of how I get my business. And I also use QuickBooks as a point of contact. That's the software that I use for my clients. So QuickBooks also, uh, I'm under their umbrella as well. So they do a lot of marketing for me through their brand as well. Oh, that's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Certified QuickBooks. So Now for 2020, what is on the horizon for, um, are you going to plan on publishing another book? And then what is also on the works for your business? Okay. Well, you, know, you got two things going on. So yes, 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 yes. yes. And um, right, you know, um, having them simultaneously, they go hand in hand. Um, because also in the book, I talk a little bit about the finance. And so, mm-hmm. you know, um, starting off with that mindset, um, you know, and also talking about, you know, adding the you know, how you go from a renting homes to owning homes and, you know, getting through college. And then you have, you know, survivor's guilt, which is where you get to a point in your life where you might have acquired a lot through your hard work, you know, financially. And, you know, you, you end up leaving people behind sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. with your goals and your, and your dreams and things, and you're working hard and you, you, you may surpass some people who, was okay with you just having a little or, or, you know, having what they have. And, um, sometimes you pass people up and it can make you feel bad sometimes, but, and then you end up, you know, shrinking yourself, um, mm-hmm. so that people won't think that you've changed or, um, so that you can not lose people. But, um, you know, that's all a part of the process of getting ahead. So, you know, I talk about all that's dealing with finances and different mindsets about finance and money um, inside the book. So I use that simultaneously with pushing my business as well, um, because, you know, get, getting your money in order, getting your life in order, that you can do all that together. And you got to have a good mindset about what's the best that can happen um, in your finances. So um, this year, continuing to push that mindset of having the best that can happen along with the book. Um, one of the things I want to do with the business is uh, I want to have a lot of financial literacy um, programs. I want to increase financial literacy, um, first of all, like that mindset. So I'm trying to get some grants going on that I can offer these type of things to people who can't afford um, a financial planner. Um, Because people think about, you know, a financial planner is you got to be rich to have one or Mm -hmm. yeah, that's that's out of my league because I can't afford that. That's for people that got money. I don't got no money for them to manage, you know, Mm -hmm. but any money you have needs managing. I don't care if it's a minimum wage job, you need Mm -hmm. some financial planning, um, trying to work on the the mindset around that um, and having some affordable services for, you know, the regular family, you know, to, get help get their finances in order so that they can 
begin to see an increase in their money as well. Um, a lot of people just don't have the knowledge on how to do that. We're living paycheck to paycheck and dollar to dollar. And I, I want that broke. I, it, it doesn't have to be like that. Even at the money with the money you do have, there's a way to get it in order and to get ahead. And so I want to get the word out about that. So I'm going to be doing, you know, podcasts like yourself and, um, getting out here with the word and trying to get someone who has dollars to invest. I'm hearing about a lot of programs, people, uh, Courtney Adelaide with the main choice. Um, and a couple of other people I'm hearing out in the community, uh, the budget Nista, you know, Tiffany Aliche. Um, it's a lot of people out in the community that's got a lot of dollars and companies like Ford and Toyota who are putting money back in the community for financial literacy. Um, okay. so that will require if they can, if I can get a grant for that, I can offer these services. So I'm looking into that this year. And so everybody pray that, you know, I can get that because if I get that, then I can do the programs for free for you guys who, who, you know, may not have the money in the budget for a financial planner or, you know, want a business and they need help with their business finances. Cause I do that as well. Um, we go into business a lot of times and we just start making money and then, it goes out of business real quick. And a lot of times the statistics show that it's a high percent, at least 30, 40% they go out because they didn't have their business money managed and they go out of business. So teaching a business, you know, entrepreneurs how to manage their money within their business. And then that leads to your house. Cause a lot of time people mix their business money with their house money. Okay. And that's not good. So, you know, those type of things. So it's going to be pretty exciting this year. I'm excited for what's to come. Just going to keep pushing this lot knowledge. Um, I do a lot of tips on finance. If you're on social media, you can follow me at the finance Eagle. Um, and also on Facebook at the finance Eagle. And because it's a, it's, we want you to have that rise above mindset to soar, and and go high with your money. You you know, don't be afraid to have money. Don't be afraid to get your money in order. Don't be afraid to be rich. Don't be afraid because you should have <laughs> six and seven and eight and nine figures in your bank account too. But we can start with five figures. We can start with four figures. Whatever you have, we can do. And, and it's called growing your money. It's called getting in position to have more. So. Now, have you, so with the, have you thought of, doing another book that goes into those things like a, a financial book yes yes so that okay. is what okay. i'm working on next on the book tip i'm actually okay. writing a book on finances and it's, it's definitely okay. going to be how to start with you know you know taking what you do have you know and 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 growing it like you know not dealing with you know just some financial some basic financial literacy things in a way that's interesting because people fall asleep when we start talking about money people get and that and i think and that's why i was wondering because of your personality mm -hmm. when you write a book like that i've read several and it's only been a couple like there was i forget the one and she wrote in this um or it's like, bitch, make your money work for you. But it was okay, a, such a okay. title that you're like, oh, now hold on, let me, okay. So, you know, it's stuff right. like that that I know that you would bring something to the table that's going to make black people and and and, and to be like, you know, I, I need to get my stuff right. Not just black yes. people, but anybody whose money is messed up. But at yeah, the end yeah, of the day, yeah. um, you're just going to bring it to, and, you know, with layman terms, because a lot yeah. of times what bo bores people is they're using, people are using such big terms. You're like, hold on. 
you got to get you a dictionary. What? I work at this little job. Yeah. I really don't know what it is you talking about. I, I right. live paycheck to paycheck. I need someone to break it down for me to for me to know how to turn this five dollars into maybe twenty thirty. So yes, yes. okay, yes, definitely, definitely. That's very necessary because I can't talk to you in my professional financial management terms and expect you to understand that, you know, I have to try to make it relatable and that's with anything, you know, if we can stop being so educated for one second and get the message across to the people who need it, it, it the world would be a better place. <laughs> so oh, definitely, so definitely going to write a book where people can say, okay, I can, I can, this is real information that I can use with my money, you know? Um, okay. I love one of my favorite financial uh, writers is uh, Dave Ramsey and Robert okay. Kiyosaki. They are uh-huh. they they are out here doing it, and that's one of the things that attracted me to them. They make it plain with their baby steps. You know, um, it, it, he has a book called Baby Steps, and he just it's fundamentals of saving your money and getting it to grow is really a great uh, how to pay your bills be surprised at the number of people who don't know what to pay what out of what check and it, you're screwed yes, <laughs> you yes. know it's like i'm confused uh, you know it is not it's not everybody you have to be trained on how to do that otherwise it could be very confusing and you can take those practices into the rest of your life and that's how you get stuck. So you have to unstick yourself. And that's the type of thing I want to get out here. I want people, because, you know, I know what it's like to have a little. And it doesn't have to be like that. You know, I want you to get up and get up and get up and get up and make more and have more. So it's going to be motivational, educational, and fun. It's It'll be a fun read. I love fun reads. But you oh, learn yes. something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that is going to be good. Yeah. But that is all I have. I so, 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 so appreciate you coming on and talking to us. This is Yana Marie has a lot of information. Um, Bree, you can find Bree and I on Instagram at Aquarian underscore Peach Diaries. We are also on Anchor, um, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, yes. Spotify. So Peach Diaries, you can look us up and 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 get with us and you'll be able to, you know, listen. And Marie's told you how you can find her. And we are still going to be there for you all every Thursday talking about love, relationships, and just being unapologetically you. Yes. That's what we're trying to push for. And if not, I don't have anything else. Yes. You got anything else you want to say, no, Miss Marie? I just want to wish all the uh, peach diamonds a blessed <laughs> lifestyle. Okay? And remember what's the best that can happen. <laughs> yes, yes. All right. Well, thank you, Miss Marie. You're welcome. Okay.